Hi guys, welcome back to the Growing with Joe podcast or welcome if you're new. I'm your host Johanna. What is everyone up to? I hope you're all doing amazing. I hope you did something fun today, something you really enjoy doing. I saw this quote on Instagram Reels and I wanted to share it with you guys. It says, to become happier, find a vacation every day. Even if it's something small like going on a walk or going to Starbucks, really just romanticize your life. And ever since I started doing this, I've been so excited to start my days. I don't know why, but I know sometimes, especially in the winter, it can feel like you're living the same day over and over again, doing the same routine. And ever since I started thinking about my life that way, it's like my life has changed completely. I'm so excited to make every day a new day and just do something fun for myself, something that I enjoy, even if it's something like very small, like going to Starbucks, like I said. Um, A few days ago, I had a really fun day. I got a massage in the morning and then I went to sushi bomb with my friends and we got sushi it was really good i got california rolls cucumber rolls and a godzilla roll (laughs) the name sounds funny but it's like fried sushi and it was actually really good um and then my friend and i we went to the mall and we went shopping i did make a tiktok about it if you guys want to go check it out i'll be posting it soon so please consider following me if you'd like to I'll have it linked in the show notes. Um, I wasn't really active on my TikTok at all before, but now that I'm starting to actually get a following on my podcast and my Instagram, I figured you guys might like to see what I'm doing in my personal life. Um, I love posting mini vlogs and cute little videos of what I'm up to, so definitely connect with me on there if you'd like to. But my vacation for today is going to be going to Starbucks and doing some schoolwork. I don't know if I told you guys yet. I can't remember, but I am back in school. I went back from winter break on January 30th, which I know is super late, but I'm not complaining. I definitely needed the break. I do college online, so the classes start later than the in-person ones, but we get out at the same time. So basically, it's a shorter course, but more intense because there's more work crammed into the shorter time period. But yeah, I don't know. There's just something about like sitting in a coffee shop and doing work. I love it. I get to just like be in my zone, be completely unbothered and doing my work listening to my music. I love the atmosphere of coffee shops too. They're just so relaxing and I'm able to focus better. I literally cannot do work in my house without wanting to fall asleep or getting distracted by the other people living with me. Like sometimes I'll do work on my laptop in my bed and I'll get so tired being under my blankets and stuff and I'll want to fall asleep like literally when I'm in the middle of like doing a test or something and it's so bad. And I also get like really distracted by my family members. Like I said, like I swear every time I do work, my dog decides to start whining. My family does laundry. My brother will like blast his music as loud as he can. So I just operate better in coffee shops. I don't know how to like explain it, but yeah. Um, So I like to go in a public setting where I'm forced to actually do the work and not fall asleep and I can actually focus better. And I also love to just romanticize my life. Like 
why do homework in my room when I can look cute in a coffee shop and have an overpriced drink? It's just more fun that way. So I'm looking forward to that for today. Hopefully I'll get everything that I need to do finished. I have like three assignments, I think, and I want to draft out my next podcast episode for next week. So yeah, those are my plans for the rest of the day. But now we are going to do the weekly affirmation. If you're new to the podcast or if you haven't listened in a while, this is actually something new that I added. So every week I will be sharing an affirmation to start your day or your week off great on a positive note. So today's affirmation is, I leave behind anything that didn't go well today and welcome a new beginning tomorrow. Love this. Yesterday, I did not have the best day, if I'm being completely honest. I was at work and we were very short-staffed and very busy. And I was just very stressed and not in a good mood because of this. But while I was there, I was just giving myself these affirmations in my head to get through the day. I was just saying, it's just a bad day. I can get through this. Everything will be okay. And you know what? I did get through it. It was just a bad day, not a bad life, and everything ended up being okay. (laughs) Sometimes you just need to give yourself that reassurance in your head. It genuinely helps sometimes. That's why I love affirmations. So if you're not having a good day, week, or even a good month, I want you to tell yourself that everything is going to be okay and that new beginnings are in store for you. I believe in you. So we're going to move on to the weekly favorite now, and I promise this is the last thing that I will be talking about before we get into today's topic. I know I feel like I've been talking for forever in my intros. I just go on and on about the most random stuff, but (laughs) if you're new to the podcast and you don't know what I'm talking about, in the beginning of each episode, I share something that I'm currently loving. It could be a food product, activity, literally anything. So this week's favorite is so random. You guys are going to be like, what are you talking about? Usually I mention a product that I have linked in my storefront or something along those lines, but this week it's not at all. So a few weeks back, I was telling you guys about how I'm a huge drink person. If you know that, you're a real one, but I'm literally always drinking something. For example, water, sparkling water, iced coffee, boba, matcha. That's just my thing. I love sweet drinks. I've always had a sweet tooth and I'm always drinking something. So recently, I have been really into hot chocolate. I don't know why. I just randomly like had this like kick for it, but I've been drinking it nonstop. Like it's bad every single night. Um... It's the Swiss Miss brand, like everybody has that brand in their house, I think, and they have a caramel flavor and a white chocolate flavor too, which I did not know about, and I'm literally obsessed. It's like the perfect winter drink, and every time I'm craving something kind of sweet, I'll drink one, so like pretty much every single night, that's like my dessert, so you guys need to get yourself some hot chocolate, especially since it's cold out, it's February, that's like the perfect drink for the winter time and if you have a sweet tooth like me you will love it um (laughs) i know that's super random for the weekly favorite but i'm just being honest um that's what i'm 
obsessing over at the moment. So that's all I have for the weekly favorites. But now we are finally going to move on to today's topic. So today we are going to be talking about healing your relationship with money. And this is something that I actually struggled with and had to learn how to do myself. I grew up having a horrible relationship with money and it all stemmed from my childhood which most of the time your issues as an adult almost always stem from your childhood and the way you grew up and the way you were raised. So we're going to be talking all about that today. So going back to my childhood, I'm going to share my story with you guys so that you have an understanding of where I'm coming from and my experience with my relationship with money and possibly if you guys can relate to my story as well and where I'm coming from. So My parents got divorced when I was six years old, and my mom struggled with money a lot during the divorce because she was settling things with her lawyer and child support. My brother and I were both too young to stay at home by ourselves at the time, so she had to pay for daycare bills for two kids every single day while she went to work. She didn't have the position that she's in currently at her job now, so she was making a lot less, and by very little, I mean barely over to qualify for food stamps, but not enough to pay the bills or afford groceries, just barely enough to make it. And of course, she was paying rent and insurance and all of that on top of that, so we definitely struggled for a little while when I was growing up. Thankfully, she's very comfortable now and that isn't her situation anymore. And the story is much deeper than that. That's just the surface level of it. Um, I don't want to air out my family's dirty laundry and share their business. That isn't mine to share, but you guys get the point of what I'm trying to say. So I grew up seeing my mom constantly stressed about bills. I'd always see her crying about not being able to afford A, B, and C. And I would be the one to comfort her. And that definitely had an effect on me as a child. I was raised to have a scarcity mindset when it involved money. I viewed money as a negative thing, as something that would only cause stress or bad emotions. If I didn't have it, I would be miserable. Um, I viewed money as like a survival thing. Like if I didn't have X amount of money, like I wouldn't survive and I wouldn't be okay. And I thought I would only be happy in life if I was rich and more than comfortable. And money was always on my mind, even as a kid. Like, it's crazy. I always told my friends this. I've always had, like, this entrepreneurial mindset, if that makes sense. Like, as a child, I never had the desire to work a nine-to-five. I always wanted to work for myself and do my own thing. I never really had like a dream job like most kids do. Um, I always had this fantasy of me being rich and having money and being successful. Like that's all I cared about. That's all I thought about. And that's like not normal for a child that young. Like what seven or eight year old is like fantasizing about money that much and like fantasizing about being successful that much. Like I feel like that's not... (laughs) That's not really normal for someone that young. Um, It's like I wanted to reverse the way that I grew up or make up for what was lacking in my life. And my mom always told me things as a kid, like only buy things that are a necessity, not things that you want. Be smart with your money. 
you should always have a nest egg. <laughs> nest egg, I meant to say. Or emergency money, just in case. And I definitely took her advice. She's not wrong. Of course, you should be financially literate and smart with your purchases. But I took her advice to the next level. So I got my first job when I was 16. I was a hostess and a food runner at a restaurant. And I worked five days a week while I was still in high school. And I saved every single penny I made at this place. I'm not even kidding. I would put every paycheck straight into my savings account and I would not touch it unless I absolutely had to. And if I did spend any of my money, I would feel really guilty about it and I would get really stressed thinking I wasn't going to make any of that money back. And all I wanted to do was go back to work to make that money back so that I would have that security and that peace of mind. And that mindset was so unhealthy to have, especially as a child, like literally being scared to spend my own money, even though I had no bills or responsibilities or kids or people relying on me. And it's, it's just like, why are you scared to spend like $5 at Starbucks on a drink? Why are you scared to like spend $100 on some new shoes? Like I had money, but I was living like I was broke. Like it was so weird. I don't know how to explain it. Like I, I really don't know how to explain it and why I was doing that. Um, and I had more money in my bank account than most 16 year olds. Like I had probably like 5k to my name. When I was 17, 16, 17, I probably had 5K to my name. And like, I would tell my friends that and they'd be like, what? Like, how do you have that much money in your bank account? And I literally felt like I was broke. I was like, that's not enough. Like, I still need to save more. I still need to like stack up more or I'm not going to be okay. Like I was in like survival mode. Um, and it was like basically working for free. It felt like I was always working and making money, but I was never spending that money on myself. And it was just sitting in my bank account untouched. And I didn't realize until I was in college that this was an actual problem and a really unhealthy mindset to have. Like I would tell my friends how much money I had in my bank account and how stressed I was about it not being enough, like I said. And they would have like $20 in their bank account and be perfectly unbothered and stress-free. And I didn't understand how they weren't stressed. And it's crazy because most people my age would see how much money I had and be impressed. And I was almost in like survival mode thinking it wasn't enough. The best way that I know how to describe it is being a hoarder almost. Like they have so many things in their house that they're holding on to and you know, like the average person would think it's a lot of stuff, but to them it's not in their head. And I was constantly like checking my bank account like three times a day, even though I knew the number wasn't going to change. I just like had to look for some reason. It was getting really bad. Now I haven't checked my bank account in like three months because I just don't feel the need to anymore. But so I started doing some research about what this was and what I was struggling with and I learned that I was living in a money scarcity mindset. I did not know what this was at the time. I know in the podcast I talk a lot about abundance versus scarcity mindset, but this was before I had even heard of it. So essentially, if you've never heard of scarcity mindset, I'm going to read the definition. It is when you become overly obsessed with something you feel you don't have enough of in your life. 
When you're in this state, you struggle to enjoy life because you are so obsessed with what's lacking. This creates a survival mode and desperate approach. So if while I was reading the definition of scarcity mindset and you feel like you can relate to that when it comes to financial terms, then you might want to consider healing your relationship with money, which is why you're here essentially. So once I learned that I was operating in a scarcity mindset, I started doing research on how to change and flip that mindset. That is when I learned what abundance mindset was. So abundance mindset, if you don't know what that means, I will read the definition. It is the belief that there are enough resources in the world for everyone. It's in contrast of a scarcity mindset, which is the belief that everything is limited. When you live in an abundance mindset, that creates abundant living. It's believed that having an abundance mindset allows you to live an unlimited, satisfying life, feel plentiful, creative, and inspired, take full advantage of new opportunities, and create memorable and meaningful life experiences. So obviously, I think we can all agree that living in abundance is much better than living in scarcity. And don't get me wrong, it's not easy to switch to an abundance mindset when you've been living in scarcity your whole life. If you grew up that way, and if that's how you were taught, you are literally going to have to rewire the way you think. It's not something that is easy, and it's not something that is done overnight, especially if you grew up in poverty, struggled financially, or if you're currently struggling financially right now. So how do you do this exactly? Starting off, everyone listening right now needs to go by the book called You Are a Badass at Making Money. Literally life-changing. I bought this book when I was in Los Angeles. I bought it at their Barnes & Noble in the Grove, but I started it on the plane ride home and I'm already done with it and it was the inspiration for me making this podcast episode. And I think everyone needs to read this book if they're looking to heal their relationship with money. She talks all about abundance versus scarcity. Um, I bought it for $16, I believe, but it is only $9 on Amazon. I do have it linked in my Amazon storefront under the favorite books tab if you guys want to buy it for yourself. And I also have her series linked in my storefront as well. I read the entire series. So that is step one. Please go buy this book. I would not recommend it if I didn't like it and if it did not work for me. This is coming from the queen herself of having a bad financial mindset previously. So I would highly recommend buying that book for yourself if possible. But if you cannot afford the book or if you just don't want to buy it right now, I of course have more advice for you guys when it comes to healing your relationship with money. The first thing that I had to learn how to do was stop viewing money as a bad thing, as a negative thing. I viewed money as something that would stress me out, something that would define my happiness, something that I would be miserable without, something that would control my entire life. 
all around just having negative feelings towards money. And I realized I am never going to be happy if I continue to operate this way. Money will never satisfy me if I do not learn how to be grateful for what I currently have while still pursuing more. I had to learn to view money as a positive thing that can benefit me. When you have a positive money mindset, you look for opportunities instead of seeing roadblocks. You recognize that every financial situation is fixable and you turn your attention away from what's wrong and you focus on opportunities for success. Ultimately, it gives you that optimism rather than pessimism when it comes to making money. So ways to shift your money mindset to something positive are forgiving yourself for financial mistakes. Accept what has happened and learn to move on from that and grow from that. Tell yourself positive things about money. Practice money affirmations. I have a few of my favorite ones written down that I wanted to share with you guys if you want to write them down and practice them as well. So some of my favorite money affirmations are, I enjoy a healthy relationship with money. Money flows to me easily and effortlessly. I deserve and desire money. I appreciate the money I have and the avalanches of money on its way. I really like this one a lot because it teaches you to be appreciative of what you currently have while still pursuing more. You're still content with what you currently have instead of being ungrateful. Um, the next one is abundance is my birthright. There is no shortage of money in this world. I am prosperous and embrace my abundant future. Love this one as well. I love money and money loves me. I am in control of my actions. Therefore, I am in control of my prosperity. I am open to learning how to make more money. I use money to positively improve my life and the lives of others. This one is probably my favorite. Like I said, you want to think of money as a positive thing in your life and how it can positively impact you and the other people around you. I claim my abundance and prosperity now. I deserve the highest and best in life and I attract both to me now. This one is great. I say this one all the time and I think it applies to everyday aspects, not just money. And the last one is the amount of money I earn is unlimited. I found these affirmations on the Strive website if you want to read up more on these affirmations and educate yourself. But if you want to start getting into affirmations more and practicing them more often, you can literally just look up on Google money affirmations and tons will come up. Try to practice these every single day until you truly start to believe them for yourself. But I want to relate today's topic to a previous episode that I did. It's called Life is What You Think It Is, How to Have a Life Glow Up. If you guys haven't watched that one, you definitely need to. In the episode, I explain that your mindset determines your life. The way you think affects your actions, ultimately changing the direction of your life. It's basically a domino effect. So for example, if you believe in your head something negative such as you feeling as if you're unlovable, you don't deserve love, you can never be in a relationship, those thoughts will affect your actions. If you believe deep down that you are unlovable, you will probably self-sabotage every single relationship that you get into, ultimately proving yourself 
right. And I'm not saying that you are unlovable at all, but it's important to recognize your own limiting beliefs and your own self-sabotages and work on them. You have to change your mindset. So relating this back to today's topic, if you believe all of these negative things about money, for example, if you believe that money is hard to get, you believe you'll never be wealthy, you'll never be successful, you'll never learn how to generate wealth, you're going to be stuck in these generational curses, then guess what? That's what's going to happen. You attract what you put out and you attract what you believe. You are going to self-sabotage everything good that comes your way if you have these limiting beliefs about yourself subconsciously. And this applies to any situation, not just money and wealth. That's just the topic that I'm talking about today. So like I said, after this episode is over, if you haven't listened to my other one, then I think you definitely should. But anyways, if you think positively about money and you genuinely believe that you can achieve whatever it is financially that you want, then you can do it. And it will happen for you. And who cares if people think that you're delusional for wanting to be a millionaire or for wanting to run a successful business or whatever it is that you want to do. They just have those limiting beliefs about themselves, unfortunately, and they try to project them onto you. But for those of you that listen to the podcast regularly, you know better than to allow other people's opinions to get to you and get in the way of your goals. So I did some research about money limiting beliefs, and I found a list of the most common ones that people experience. When I was operating in a scarcity mindset, I noticed that I had a lot of these limiting beliefs and I could relate to them. So while I'm listing them, try to take notes and pay attention and see like if you have any of these limiting beliefs about yourself. And later on, I'm going to go over how you can change the narrative. So they are money is hard to obtain. You need to be frugal to have more. You're selfish if you want to make a lot of money. Money determines success or failure. Realistically, I'll only make X amount of dollars. Money is a limited resource. Getting rich is a matter of luck or fate. Getting rich isn't for people like me. Having money is too much of a responsibility. Earning money is a hassle and a struggle. It takes money to make money. Most of the good opportunities are gone. Given my past, it would be difficult for me to get rich. I'm not smart or intelligent enough to get rich. I'm not educated enough to get rich. I'm too young to get rich. I'm too old to get rich. As a woman, it's much more difficult to get rich. I don't enjoy managing money. I don't have time to manage money. Money corrupts artistic and creative endeavors. If you are not born rich, chances are you will never be rich. Rich people aren't happy. If success comes easily, it's not worthwhile. I found these on Ade Aprilia's website. I'm so sorry if I'm pronouncing her name incorrectly, but she is a healing coach. And this was an article titled 77 Limiting Beliefs About Money That Are Keeping You Broke. 
I wanted to give her credit, of course, and I will have this article linked in the show notes if you guys want to read up more and educate yourself on your own limiting beliefs or even get in touch with her if you are looking for a healing coach. So if while I was listing those limiting beliefs and you find that you relate to any of those, that's a great step. You want that self-reflection. If you notice that you have these limiting beliefs and you want to work through them, you're already doing more than most people. It's great to be honest with yourself and don't feel bad if you're living in a scarcity mindset and you're telling yourself these limiting beliefs because like I said, I was also operating this way and now my mindset has completely changed. It's possible to change the way you think, operate, and live your life. So maybe rewind this episode a little bit, re-listen to the limiting beliefs that I stated, and write down which ones you tell yourself regularly or have told yourself in the past, and then change the narrative. So we're going to go through all of them. So the first one was, money is hard to obtain. Instead say, money comes to me easily. The second one was, You need to be frugal to have more. Instead say, I am abundant and anything I spend my money on comes back to me. The third one was, you're selfish if you want to make a lot of money. Change that to, money can change my life and help those around me as well. I can share my wealth and positively impact others' lives. The fourth one was, money determines success or failure. Instead say, Money does not define my success, I do. The fifth one was, realistically, I'll only make X amount of dollars. Instead say, there is no cap for my income. The sixth one was, money is a limited resource. Instead say, money is a finite resource. The seventh one was, getting rich is a matter of luck or fate. Instead say, Everyone can have access or opportunity to make money. The eighth one was, getting rich isn't for people like me. Change that to, I am absolutely capable of having wealth. The ninth one was, having money is too much of a responsibility. Instead say, I can learn to manage my money. The tenth one was, earning money is a hassle and a struggle. Instead say, I will work hard for the things that I desire, or wealth doesn't have to be that hard to achieve. The 11th one was, it takes money to make money. Instead say, I can create my own opportunity to make money. This podcast was free for me to start. I mentioned this in other episodes, but I started with no equipment, no microphone. I just recorded on my iPhone for free. It is possible. The twelfth one was, most of the good opportunities are gone. Instead say, I have just as much opportunity as everyone else. The thirteenth one was, given my past, it would be difficult to get rich. Instead say, I will break generational curses. I can get through hardships and become wealthy. The fourteenth one was, I'm not smart or intelligent enough to get rich. Instead say, I can achieve anything I put my mind to. I am open to learning opportunities. The 15th one was, I am not educated enough to get rich. Instead say, I am willing to educate myself to get rich. The 16th one was, I am too young to get rich. Instead say, 
I'm young and I have so much time to generate wealth. The 17th one was, I am too old to get rich. Instead say, making money has no timeline. The 18th one was, as a woman, it's much more difficult to get rich. Instead say, I have just as much opportunity and value as everyone else. The 19th one was, I don't enjoy managing money. Instead say, I'm open-minded to learning how to enjoy managing money. The 20th one was, I don't have time to manage money. Instead say, I have the same 24 hours a day as everyone else. The 21st one was, money corrupts creative and artistic endeavors. Change that to, I can make money from my creative abilities. Guys, there are tons of jobs out there that allow you to be creative in your work. The 22nd one was, if you aren't born rich, chances are you will never be rich. Instead say, I have just as much opportunity for wealth as everyone else. The 23rd one was, rich people aren't happy. Instead say, it is possible to have both money and happiness. And the final one was, if success comes easily, it's not worthwhile. Instead say, anything I value is worthwhile. So those were only 24 examples out of the 77 that she had listed. Like I said, I will have the blog link in the show notes for you guys if you want to read up more on these limiting beliefs for yourself. But I just wanted to give examples on some limiting beliefs and how you can change the narrative for yourself. Limiting beliefs are pretty much just excuses as to why you cannot do something. If you tell yourself every excuse you can possibly think of as to why you cannot do something or have something, you are not going to get it. Simple as that. You have to genuinely believe in yourself and convince yourself that you can do something. You have to be your biggest cheerleader, not your biggest critic. Like when I started this podcast, I could have given myself every excuse in the book as to why I couldn't do it and make an extra income from it. I could have told myself, you don't have enough followers. You don't have an audience. You don't have any equipment. You only make X amount from it. Nobody's going to listen to you. But instead, I told myself positive things. I manifested it and it's all working out for me how I wanted it to. And I was able to monetize my podcast. My biggest tip when it comes to making money and success is literally just like being delusional and thinking of the best possible situation. A lot of us tend to overthink and when we are scared to do something new or take a risk, we tend to think of the worst situation that can happen first. Like when I wanted to do social media in high school, it's been a dream of mine since I was really young. I never did it until I was in college because I would always tell myself, If you do YouTube, the kids in your school are going to make fun of you, or it's going to flop, or everyone is going to talk bad about you. And you know where that got me? Absolutely nowhere. Telling myself all of these negative scenarios. But when I got into college and I started getting into manifesting, I started building my self-esteem and not caring about what other people thought of me. I started finally doing what I had always dreamed of doing. I told myself, you know what? What if this actually works out? What if I gain an audience? What if I can turn this into a side hustle or a full-time career? And I did that. So I will never stop saying this. Be as delusional as you want to be and never tell yourself that your dreams are too big. You are capable of doing anything you want. 
Like if you want to get into real estate, drop shipping, investing, UGC content, influencing, whatever it is that you want to do, I cannot stress enough how important a positive mindset is with yourself and money. Instead of telling yourself, well, I'm not smart enough to learn this. What if I fail? What if I lose some money? What if I don't like it? Tell yourself, what if I become really successful? What if I become the best in this field? What if I really enjoy doing this and it changes my life? What if the money that I invest in this business or this property doubles or triples my income? Do you see where I'm coming from? You have to stop thinking so negatively about yourself, your life, and money. When you change the narrative, that's when your life changes. When I wanted to get into modeling, I told myself, yeah, you can do that. All I did was take digitals of myself in my room and submit them to agencies online and they called me back. All I did was reach out to photographers and brands in my area and collaborate with them. Like it really isn't that deep or complicated. I didn't tell myself, what if they think I'm ugly? What if, they're, what if I'm not what they're looking for? What if they don't like this or that about me? What if they don't call me back? I have that self-confidence and belief in myself that I can do something. And I know that what is meant for me will fall into place. And if it doesn't work out, then it's not meant to be. Oh, well, everything happens for a reason. So you have to believe that for whatever it is that you're hoping to do and get rid of any self-doubt that you're having. You have to believe that you can do it and anything is possible for you. And my last tip when it comes to healing your relationship with money is doing something that you're actually passionate about. I feel like so many people see videos of people driving these nice cars, living in luxury apartments or mansions, holding stacks of money on the internet, and these people say that they do like drop shipping or something, and all of a sudden everyone's like, I want to do that, just because they see other people making money in that field. But do you actually want to do that for a career, or are you just desperate to make money? You have to ask yourself that. Is this something that I'm actually passionate about? You should have a career that you actually enjoy doing, not because there's just money involved. So many people go to college and study for years and years for a career just because they know they'll make a lot of money and they end up hating it. Like I could have become a doctor because they make a lot of money, but I know that I would be absolutely miserable in the medical field. I know that's not the path for me. But when I do these podcasts, I feel like I'm not even working. Yes, there is work involved. I have to draft out these episodes. I basically write a script to follow and it's like a 10 to 15 page essay that I write every single week since my episodes are usually like 30 to 45 minutes long. I have to record them, edit them and post them all while being in college and working a second job. But I enjoy it. It doesn't feel like work to me. It's not a chore for me to do and I don't dread creating my content and resent the fact that I have to do it. It's something that I love. It doesn't feel like a job. Same with me doing modeling on the side. Yes, there is work involved. On my days off, I could be hanging out with my friends or doing nothing, but I choose to do modeling because it's something that I enjoy. I usually have to get up very early, travel and drive to the destination, sit there and get my makeup and hair done, do the photo shoot, and by the time we're done, it takes up the whole entire day. So yes, it is a job, but it doesn't feel like work to me. It's a creative outlet for me and I enjoy doing it. Otherwise, I wouldn't do it. Same with my Poshmark website. 
I have to take pictures of myself modeling in all the clothing. I have to edit the pictures and list them on the site, package them and ship them myself. But it's fun for me. It's something that I like to do. Um, so you really want to make sure that you like pick a career that you actually enjoy and it doesn't turn into something that you dread doing and you resent the fact that you're doing that. Like you want to pick something that you love and it doesn't even feel like a job. It, it's, it's something you're super passionate about and something you look forward to doing every single day. So my advice is to really just put yourself out there get a feel for what you're interested in, which is what I did and what you enjoy and start making a plan to do that thing. That's exactly what I did. One of the limiting beliefs that I listed earlier was that money corrupts creative and artistic endeavors, which is absolutely not true. You can monetize anything it is that you love to do and you're passionate about. If you want to get into photography, you can make a career out of that. If you want to start a clothing brand, you can monetize that. If you love makeup and you start posting tutorials on TikTok or YouTube, you can easily make five figures a month doing that or more. So don't ever let anyone tell you that you can't do something and that there's no money in the field that you want to go into. You are capable of doing anything that you believe you can do. So that is all I have for today. I hope you guys liked today's episode. If you guys have any topic requests, please feel free to DM me on Instagram. My DMs are always open and I love hearing feedback from you guys. I did actually just make a new list of episode topics that I'm really excited to work on and put out for you guys. I think you guys will really like them. But if you did enjoy today's episode, I would really appreciate it if you guys considered following the podcast leaving a rating, sharing this episode, and turning on the notification bell so that you guys know when I post next. Um, also, like I said, I will have my TikTok linked in the show notes as well. Um, definitely wasn't active on there before, but I'm trying to be more active on there now. Um, I did actually just post a few videos from my Los Angeles trip. If you guys want to see what I'm doing more in my personal day-to-day -day life. I kind of want to keep my TikTok content and my podcast content separate. I don't know. Let me know what you guys think. But I'm still very much into like fashion, makeup, modeling, mini vlogs. So I don't know. Let me know if you guys want me to keep my TikTok more personal or if you want me to incorporate more self-help content onto my page as well. But I think that's all I have to say for today. I think I covered everything I want to talk about. But thank you guys so much for tuning in and listening. It means the world. And I will see you guys next week. Bye.